Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to another edition of Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Diana O'Carroll. This week, we've got yet another smelly question for you. Hi, I'm John Montserrat from Cambridge, Mass. in the USA. When I hear music, I have a perception in my brain about how noisy it is. Uh, Loud things always feel loud to me, and quiet things always seem quiet, of course. It doesn't matter whether it's a high note or a low note or a trumpet or a piano, my sense of how big the noise is is always accurate. So my question is, how accurate is my sense of bigness for smell? When I sense a very strong smell like rotten food, does that mean there's a lot of this odor in the air? Or can my nose play tricks on me by being super sensitive to some smells that are actually tiny? So how do the naked scientists smell? Let's find out. Hello, this is Greg Jeffries from the Medical Research Council Laboratory of Molecular Biology, here to answer a question today about whether we can smell some smells better than others. And the simple answer to that is yes, and I'll try and explain a little bit why that is. So if you're thinking about some signal in the outside world, there are two steps probably that you could divide the process up into. The first is actually taking the signal and turning it into an electrical signal inside your body. And the second is the brain then processing it and telling you about it. So we'll call the second step perception, and we'll assume that you're really interested in this signal. And so we'll basically put that aside. So what's going to determine how sensitive to the signal you are is really this detection step, this sensory detection step. What you have are specialized detectors at the top of the nose. These are protein receptors. And the way they actually signal a smell is that a smell consists of odor molecules diffusing about in the air, and they come up to the top of the nose and bind to these protein receptors. Now, they don't just bind to any old receptor. There's sort of a lock and key fit between the smelly molecule and the receptor. And so if you don't have receptors which can fit with a particular molecule, then you won't smell it. Now, over time, uh, evolutionary time, that is, we've acquired receptors that fit very well with odor molecules that we might be interested in. One example of um, a smell that we're very sensitive to is mercaptan that's put in natural gas so that we can detect a gas leak. And it takes only one part per billion, uh, even less than that, for us to actually detect that smell. So to put that in another context, that's more or less the same as three drops of smell Uh, in a volume the size of an Olympic swimming pool, and we could detect that. Of course, there are plenty of other odors to which we're much less sensitive, and so uh, the questioner is quite right that there are some smells which we're very sensitive to. So it seems that we're particularly sensitive to certain smells. I know I'm definitely very sensitive to the smell of cake and chocolate. Anyway, next week we're going to be looking at the gases in caves. Hello, my name is Evgeny Podolsky. I'm doing my PhD in Japan. Recently, after spending a few days underground in a cave, I became anxious about the following question. As I know, soluble rocks like limestone are soluble in a water containing CO2, which comes from the atmosphere. 
In average, this takes about 30 centimeters of rock every two millenniums, but if we take into account the present high amount of CO2 in the air, can we claim that nowadays caves are growing much faster than ever before in history? Thank you. And then I've got a really, really hairy one to deal with. Hey, this is Jay Rizal from uh, Boone, North Carolina. And um, I was wondering if not cutting your hair and or washing it makes it grow any slower. So if you know what the best gas is for a cave or what you should do about that hair you don't really like, then please email me with a question of the week at thenakedscientist.com or write a note on our forum at thenakedscientist.com forward slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the EPSRC, the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com.